Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. I tell you, we are a blessed group of people. And um, I just want to follow on from some of the highlights. Prayer and fasting, really important. Men, England are in the footy. Prayer and fasting, that's a good motivator. Uh, and also, uh, I noticed that um, the last game that we played, which was against somebody, who was it against? Tunisia. Um, they fielded a couple of rugby league players. I noticed. Um, they would have done a, a good job on the, the pitch. Well, I think we're playing today, aren't we? Panama. I have no idea. I don't even like football. I'm just trying to be friendly. Um, <laughs> they, I'm being honest. Football, what a game. You get paid a lot to kick a ball around. Um, also, uh, Roger Green, Dr. Roger Green, actually, he's one of our seminar speakers at Faith Camp. Woo-hoo! Now he knows. Uh, he may not have known, now he does. He, he, he did really. So if you want to hear more about how God ignites people in the workplace, in the marketplace, then check into Faith Camp. Is it right to say that? I thought I'd say that. So um, quite a few of you may not know who I am, in which case, well done. Uh, I, it's been almost five years to the month that I was wow. here on a Sunday morning. Wow. Tempest Fugis. And um, because we now live uh, right on the seaside, about 10 minutes from the beach, um, I, I brought a deck chair kind of shirt up <laughs> just to remind me that I'm at home here, of course, but actually I live near the seaside. So uh, just around four and a half, five years ago, Uh, The eldership sent a few of us off to go and plant uh, congregation number three, which is in Worthing. It's about 40 minutes south. Uh, Keep driving until you get wet. Uh, If you keep driving and they start speaking a different language, that's called France. Don't don't go that far. Um, Don't go that far. Um, But but we just want to update you a little bit. It's my real joy to be uh, one of the leaders there. Um, there's There's a good bunch of seven leaders there that God has grown in the last four or five years. And they do things like youth work and involved with the band and product. Everything that happens here happens there, but in a slightly smaller scale. But over the last five years, God has just keeps sending us people, which is great, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my philosophy is a lot of Christians, a lot of people that really, really know God, a bit like dressing table Christians. They, they kind of only appear on special occasions. <laughs> and I don't believe that God wants you or me just to appear on a special occasion, but every day is a special occasion. So we're gathering people, particularly around some marginalised people. One of our biggest small groups is with the homeless community. And um, we've, by the grace of God, in five years seen 60 homeless people rehoused. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. That's all right, isn't it? So we thank God for that. But also we're seeing people just give their life to Jesus and get set, set free from all kinds of abuse, physical, sexual, mental, all kinds of stuff. Because that's what God's into today. God's just into being real and touching real people like you and me with the reality of who he is. And just in, in one of the early songs, um, which it says something like the stone was rolled away. Do you remember that bit? I don't know if you were singing it or maybe you were having a coffee or maybe you were thinking whatever. But that, that whole phrase, the stone was rolled away, actually comes out of the Bible. And as I was just singing that, I was just reflecting on when, when Jesus died, and he, he, he died a real death for you and for me. It wasn't a fake one. It wasn't a make-believe one. He didn't send a friend or phone up anybody. He actually died a real death 
And right at that moment when he died, the stone was rolled away. And what I understood for a first time is that I can engage in the same death as he did, that even death doesn't separate me from God. And I just want you to know, if you don't know God this morning, even death cannot separate you from God if you give your life to Jesus this morning. There's a whole load of stuff just outside the 18 millimetres of the double glazed units. And that's all there is between us and the world out there. God wants to be with you. God wants to live in you. He wants to live through you. He wants to exchange what you have for what he has. And if you don't know God this morning, you'll hear about how you can do that. If you do know God this morning, I believe God wants to empower us in a fresh way to do the same things that Jesus did. I'm totally amazed in this last 12-month period from last June, July to this one, it's the number of recorded miracles and healings that God has done on the streets of our town. I think that's kind of cool, don't you? I don't just mean in Worthing, but in this region, I believe God is pouring out a grace, which is basically God enabling me to do what I can't do. It's a bit like God is great. It's only the Holy Spirit that makes me look smart. You said yes really too quickly there. (laughs) But it's only the presence, the Holy Spirit, that makes me look clever. Because actually I know me. And I'm not that clever. But God knows me more and he's smart. And God wants to know us a little bit more today as we look at a couple of scriptures um, I, I basically, when I'm bringing messages in the Worthing setting, uh, I just speak out of the Bible reading program. So I don't know whether you've got one of those, or whether you've used one of those, um, but this whole series of messages and the stories, particularly from the New Testament, are around miracles. Three, three of you are nodding, you're either really tired or you agree, hallelujah. They're around miracles and they're around healings, and why is that? It's because our senior pastor, who was on the video, but actually does send his love and blessings. I was talking to him on one day, Friday, and he said, say hello to everybody in Horsham. I said, that's great, so say hello, hello. (laughs) Um, You'll have to speak up because he's quite a way away. Um, But God wants to release something through our lives today which changes our tomorrows. Just turn to the person next to you and say, today is about tomorrow. You need to set up a little bit more energy. Today is about tomorrow. I was going to go into my Captain Underpants thing because uh, two of our grandchildren love it. And they, they just go, la, 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 and we know that they're talking about Captain Underpants. Have you not seen that film? What do you do with yourself? <laughs> Captain Underpants where a teacher who isn't a very good teacher, doesn't really love people, just does the job because the job pays him, experiences something superhuman. And it doesn't only change what he can do, it changes him. I believe God wants to do the same thing with you and with me today. Is God is the only God who can take the ordinary person who is exactly the same as the person sitting on your chair. He can take the ordinary person and make them do extraordinary things. It's only God who can do that through Jesus Christ 
through the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God. The only reason why Jesus can do that is because when the tomb was rolled away, Jesus came out. Because Jesus isn't dead today. He's alive today. We can show you where this God that is worshipped is buried, or that one that is followed is buried, but you will never find where Jesus is buried, because Jesus isn't buried. So we can come to Jesus this morning, and there's going to be an opportunity for us to do that, not to a statue, not to a message, not to a person speaking the message, but to the reality of Christ. My, my passion and our passion that we're developing as church is to see 20,000 people impacted in a real way through the reality of the presence of Jesus. We're not here to build a great church. We're here to big up a great God. Is this all right? Some of you are saying amen. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't worry. It's fine. I won't be back for five years. It's all right. In fact, two people, I won't say who they are, but they're in the band. Two people said, oh, are you speaking because there's nobody else here? <laughs> it wasn't Pete. He thought it, but he didn't say it because he loves me too much. The answer to that is yes. <laughs> but my answer is get in. Because I make the most of every opportunity over the last five Saturdays. Again, by the grace of God, God has been doing what we're going to read about, he does. He's been visiting Wiltshire and visiting Italy and visiting France and visiting all these places because he is the same today as he was yesterday and he will be tomorrow. And the countless number of people who have been set free and healed from abuse of all kinds some of it terrible, when they tell the story, this is what happened, then suddenly Jesus sets them free. He rolls away the stone. Where some people that couldn't hear, boom, suddenly their ears pop open. Why? Because Jesus rolled away the stone. Some people who just had partial sighting, and one person had no sight in one eye, boom, because the stone was rolled away. People at their marriages are just a mess because they just don't know how to love and relate. The stone was rolled away and they just re-engaged with God or maybe engaged with God for the first time and boom, suddenly they're on the restoration journey where some people have just followed all kinds of other stuff. Particularly in one area of the country which everybody seems to follow other stuff and they suddenly realise that they've been living under a lie and it's only Jesus that tells them the truth. And they began to put their faith and trust in Jesus and, and God did what he said he would do which is when you know the truth... The truth will set you free. So we're just going to look at a few little bits in the, um, in the, in the Bible study for this last seven days. Uh, before I get into that, just want to um, invite all of you to our fifth anniversary of Worthing Congregation, which is on Sunday, the 28th of October. So jet off to Israel, come back. Uh, don't sleep, just come to Worthing. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know when we'll have that. It might be in the morning, might do something in the afternoon. So just check out the details when we've got it. But also the last thing, and this, this really is, is really in my heart because I've, we have, Janet, my wife, the leadership guys, 
the 80 to 100 people that turn up every Sunday now by the grace of God in Worthing, we just so value being part of something bigger than us. Because actually being here is like being at home, because it is my home. However, I'm just going to kind of exhort you and push you at the same time, if I may do that. Five years ago, when we, as a leadership, started to launch Worthing, I so valued the prayer, the participation, the communication that we all gave into that, and it's essential. We're about to start location four. In fact, we've already started location four. There's lots of prayer going on in there. People from uh, the Alpha in Burgess Hill are already here today, some for the first time, so you are really welcome. But God is beginning to impact a town just 28 minutes from here. Well, it's our town. It's our region. It's our congregation. It's our opportunity. And one of the things which I love just in observing the guys that just come along and got involved in in Crawley as well, actually, but in, in, in Worthing particularly, is people who are sitting where you are sitting now are influencing and leading ministry now. They're just stepping up. They're just involved in leading the prayer team or the connect team or the worship team or the setup team or the whatever. New congregations present new opportunities for us and also for the people who don't know God. So please just pray about, okay, how can I pray for Birdie's Hill? How can I get involved? There's an impact Birdie's Hill coming up in just a couple of weeks' time. It'd be great for you to either to come and pray or just pray anyway. And let us know what God is saying to you. Because it's great. It's powerful. Is that all right? Are we ready? It's 11 o'clock, which is a good time to start. I've been told that there's football on today, so I'm going to try and finish today. <laughs> so this whole message for this year has three elements. Uh, break in. God wants to break into your life. Maybe for the first time, maybe in a fresh way. He wants to break through our lives, deal with all the stuff that stops you and me releasing the reality of who Jesus is. And certainly in my life, my experience, having done freedom four times, I'm amazed, I'm totally amazed that my life was such a mess and yet God still loved me so much. And and Simon agrees because he knows me. I'm so amazed that I was so messed up on the inside still that when I come through and just come under the water of the Word of God and the presence of God, Jesus still loved me enough not to sideline me, but to put me in the front line. So the first thing you need to know from today, if you're making notes on your device or on your thing or on a slate and chisel, whatever you use, is that God does not sideline anyone. God did not come to put a line in it and said, you can't come. Can I just suggest that Jesus actually said, come to me all, just say all. He said, all who are hungry, all who are thirsty, if you've got loads of money, if you've got none, just come. I am your access point. Hallelujah. So just take, take note of that. Is God wants to involve you. Uh, another part of this song that we did, we changed the words a little bit in Worthing, <laughs> is that same power is in us. Do you remember singing that one? We just changed that us to me. You do. Those listening on the tape, me, that's, that's Gwen Duffin, she's a bit out there. We both changed it to that same power is in me. Now I know it's in us, but I need to know it's in me. You need to know, if you've given your life to Jesus, and you'll have an opportunity to do that in a few minutes, 
is God wants the fullness of his power to be in you. And I think that's really exciting. I think that is worth a yay and an amen. Clap offerings. That was cool. Clap offerings disturb. They disturb our nominal. They disturb the silence and the arguments that goes on in our head. They disturb the voice of the one that says, you're rubbish and you'll always be rubbish. Deal with it. They disturb the sound of pain. They disturb the sound of anxiety. Clap offerings disturb the airways. If you try doing this, clap near your face. Not only do you get a sound, but you also get air. Clap offerings disturb silence. They disturb what disturbs you. They annoy what annoys you. Come on. One of the things which I think is... Steady. Can you all get it at the same time? Because it just makes it a lot easier. Rosie, you're on it. You're all over it like a cheap suit. It's when we clap, it's telling ourselves, I'm going to get through this. When we clap, it's telling our neighbours, we're, we're going. We're going to get through this. I think clapping for me, and it's one thing that I've learned, the power of the clap. I'm not clapping in performance. I'm clapping my destiny. I'm clapping my identity. I'm clapping my saviour. I'm not clapping a performance like you do in a theatre. Oh, encore, encore, encore. Thankful Jesus doesn't have to do it again. I'm so thankful that Jesus has done it once for all. I'm clapping what he's done, not what he hasn't done. But here's a thought. A few weeks ago when we were in a worship time, we actually had a the young people, the youth, young adults, we had a powerful impact word in prayer meeting a couple of weeks ago, you did here the month before, where God has been speaking into the hearts of the young adults here and um, Jug Beer and Richard and all kinds of people. In, in, that, in that moment, when there was just, it sounded like a hundred voices in the room, there wasn't a hundred people, it just sounded like a hundred voices. In a moment when it was probably the loudest, and I like it loud, I'm a drummer. So I'm not a musician, I, I'm a drummer. Love you, love you. <laughs> I have to love him because he's, he's, he's slightly larger than me. <laughs> it's in the middle of the noise. I heard Jesus clapping us. And it did something. Because we're clapping, you know, everything that God has done and Jesus has said and Jesus is doing and he's awesome and he's brilliant and he, he's everything that he is. He, he is true. In the middle of that, I heard him clapping us. Why? Because we believe in him. Yeah. It doesn't clap my performance. God. <laughs> he claps who he's made me. And you may not ever, I have no idea, I'm not here to judge you, you may not have heard anybody clap you. But let me tell you right now, Jesus is clapping you. And the second you put your faith and your trust in him, he claps louder. He claps louder. Because Jesus believes in you. Whether you know him or whether you do not know him right now, he believes in you. And he's clapping. 
Hopefully a scripture is going to come up behind me. Hey, Simon, flag, nice one. Are you rolling? I'm signaling the man at the back. Book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 37 to 38 says this. It's a story. Someone's sending a story. Not about themselves, but about Jesus. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, and how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all. Say all. Healing all who are under the power of the devil because God was with him. I happen to believe, and I'm sure you do, that Jesus is exactly the same today as he was yesterday and he will be tomorrow. But how does he do this? Well, Charles Finney said this. Charles Finney, he was around in the 1800s, that kind of time. He, he said this about this bit of the scripture. Jesus went round promoting the well-being of man from provision of every spiritual and every physical need, he came to do good and not evil, to bless and not to curse. It's the second thing that you need to remember. Jesus is your more than enough God. The Bible calls that grace. If you don't understand what grace is, you will understand that Jesus is your more than enough God. He does more than we ask, more than we imagine. We're reminded of that through Jen. But he also wants to be more to you than you are. He wants to do more for us than we can do. But there is something happened. God has released something in our region which is about the grace of God. God wants to do more than enough. He wants to do more than enough in, in uh, this town and that town and this town. And there is more than enough of God to do it. God doesn't run out. The Bible says that he is always and he will always be. And even now, in these next few minutes, when we respond, you can come to the same Jesus who is still going around doing good, who is still healing everybody who's under the influence of the enemy because there is an enemy. And he wants to do three things primarily. He wants to lie to you, he wants to rob from you, and he wants to steal life from you. Now, I'm going to say something which can sound really hard. If we don't know God, he's already done that. I, I lived 26 years without knowing God. When I gave my life to Jesus on April 17th, 1986, I realised that I had 26 years living under a lie, like the Matrix. You seen the Matrix? What, what do you watch? Paw Patrol? What, what, what is it? <laughs> What, what is it? You do, don't you? For those on the tape, Viv watches Paw Patrol. The Bible says that without God, we're blind and we're dumb. Now, I'm not saying that you're blind and you're dumb, but the Bible is. But I realise when... When I received Christ as my own Lord and Saviour, he healed me of years of back spinal injury, two spinal operations, blood transfusions, all kinds of stuff. And he just not only healed that, he healed me. He didn't just sort that out, he did. He healed me. Because I suddenly realised Jesus is the same. He's the same. 
And he's the same today. He's no different today. But I also realise that I've been living under a lie. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be smart enough. You'll never be bright enough. You'll never be the right gender. You'll never have the right background. You'll never have the right bank balance. You'll never, ha- you'll never have is a sentence that the enemy tries to use to yeah. keep us from the truth. Yeah. Which is why Jesus never says, it doesn't matter if you never have. He just says, all come. He then goes on and says, everyone, say everyone. everyone. Now, if you've just said it, you qualify. Everyone who believes in me, I'm going to come and save them. I think that's good. So let's just read this a little bit. It's, what's the time? Make sure it's, it's 11 minutes past 11. We'll be finished at half past. So he went around good, doing good and healing everyone who were under the things that the enemy is trying to influence us with. And he's trying to do that today, the enemy. Why? I believe in these reasons. Because God was with him. God wants to be with you. Not some figment of somebody else's imagination. Not some person of history. Not some person that we have a view on. But God, who made all things, wants to be with you. He wants to live with you. He wants to partner with you. He wants to lead your life. He wants to influence your life. God wants to be with us. But we're in the days where God doesn't come into our lives to do something. He comes into our lives so we can do what he has done. So I'm going to play on two English words here. So if English is not your first language, just go with it anyway. There are two words. One is called obtain. Say obtain for me. That's when we have to do something to get something. The other word is attain. Can you say attain? You're great. This is like power packet. Thank you. It is, isn't it? Yeah. God, the Bible says, and Jesus showed, he has obtained Everything. Obtained. What he asks you and I to do is to attain to what he has obtained. Does this make some sense to you? So if you're sitting there thinking, I can never be good enough for God, you're right. But you can attain it by giving your life to Jesus. You can be sitting there thinking, well, God used to use me once, but now I've done something wrong and he can't use me again. You might be right. But you can attain restoration. You might be sitting there thinking, well, I've, I've tried this and it never worked. La, 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 la. It doesn't work. It's just whatever. Well, you can attain restoration. Because all things have been obtained through what Jesus has already done. And one of the things which I perceive, and has happened certainly in my experience, in my observation of others, is a penny drops when they're sitting on their chair like you, or they're stood up or on the floor, or they're crying or whatever, And suddenly the penny drops on the inside of their heart. The stone is rolled away from their mind. That suddenly makes them realise, he's done it all. And it's all for me. And it's true for you. It's true for me. Are you still with me? Awesome. As we approach Christ in these next few moments, who did obtain them, he's going to do several things. A, He's going to carry what he carries. The Bible says he carries our sicknesses. He carries them. 
the way that I see this, it might not be theologically correct, but it's good enough, is that God made sick the sicknesses to take them. He killed death. Come on. That's how it is. He destroyed the destroyer. He captured the one who captures. Come on, this is what he has done. I'm not telling you something to make it happen. I'm telling you what's happened. Hallelujah. So the first Bible reading is Mark 6, 53 to 56. It won't come up here, will it? No. Have you had enough? It's not. Okay, right. In that piece of the Bible, Jesus says, we're going over there. And they went over there and they landed. And, it, and the Bible says they got out of the boat and then ran into the region. Here's a third thing that I want you to remember. After today, God wants to so be with you, so empower you, so help you that it'll be like you're running into the week, not just staggering into the week. Because there's something about just living for God and living for Jesus and looking for the miracles of God that makes our inside run into Monday, not just think, oh, it's Monday. This is how I live now. Every day for me is like, it's a Monday. I can run into the region. I can run into my office. I can run into the Bible school. I can go and cause chaos everywhere. It's true. And I don't do it on purpose. But let me tell you this. If we just do the same things too often, they become normal. God's normal is to heal everybody. God's normal is to save people. That's God's normal. I don't want to be normal. Simon's saying, you're doing a good job. I don't want to be normal. I want to live like Christ lived. Who went round doing good because God was with him and he had the power of God on him. As he was running round the region in this Mark 6 verse, it says, people brought other people to Jesus. I believe as God releases you in Worthing, in Crawley, through Burgess Hill, who are here as well, hallelujah, is that people are just going to bring people to where they know God heals. We're not here today. He's going to do it. We're not here so that we can be healed. He will do that though. We're here so that people come who need healing. Because guess what? There's not 20,000 people in this room. At my mouth, I know that's not true. But I do know that wherever Jesus' power is present, wherever he's going around doing good, wherever the presence of God is with him, People want to be there. People want to be there. And this first bit of the Bible reading, which was last Monday, I think, says, people brought people from villages, towns and marketplaces. They begged. They were persistent. They were humble. There's a touch point ministry around your life and my life that God wants to activate in a fresh way. And when people come into your world, they feel better. When people come into your world, they begin to feel peaceful. When people come into your world, it changes the atmosphere. Come on. Because Jesus went around doing good and healing all that were under the power of the devil because God was with him and, and he was empowered. Well, God wants to do the same with you and with me. I'm just going to keep preaching until I'm happy. The next day, Matthew 15, 21 to 28. Mercy calls at the door of Jesus. Be quiet, be quiet, they were told, but humility won the day. I, I believe 
Mercy will always triumph. I believe mercy will always overcome judgment. I believe as a people who live with God and live for God, mercy is something which we live out of. We live out of. Because you all know people that don't deserve anything, but mercy doesn't, doesn't give them what they deserve. They might have upset you. They might have annoyed you. They, you might hate their guts and you've never seen their guts. I, I have no idea. <laughs> all I know is, is that Jesus didn't operate with that. He operated out of mercy. People came to him who had no right to. People who came to him who were the wrong colour, the wrong gender, the wrong size. But mercy triumphed. There was some demonic stuff going on there, spiritual stuff which just is not for God. Trying to take families out. Well, God wants to put a stop to that. And just as we were praying earlier in the prayer session, is there are mountains that God wants to move. But one of those mountains sometimes is us. Come on. Sometimes it's how I see the other mountain. God wants to move that mountain. So we don't see another mountain or a storm. We don't say, oh, storm, storm, storm. God, look at the storm. God, look at the storm. We say, storm, look at God. That was worth a clap. You missed that one. Then it goes on the next day, Mark 7, 31 to 37. If you're in the Bible reading, you'll know this. This is something like Wednesday. Some people brought the sick and he placed his hand on them. That's where their faith was at. They said, just put your hand on him. And they did, and boom. Then he started to spit. A bit random, but for the front row, you, you'll know already that I do that sometimes. That's why you're sat at the back. I'm not saying that spit is a good thing to do. What I'm saying is, if it's a spit from the mouth of Jesus, it's got something of Jesus in it. And one of the things that God spoke to me this, this week was around the power of a crumb. The power of a crumb. When Jesus broke the bread, crumbs came out. But the crumb is like the bread. It might not be as big, but it's as powerful. And Jesus just did what God told him to do. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. The next day, Mark 8, verse 22 to 26, he went to a place called Bethsaida, which means two things, probably. Either house of hunting or a house of fishing. And he hunted and he fished there. Some people came to him again looking for a touch. They took him by the hand. He comforted them. He connected them back to his presence. He spat in their eye again. How rude. Some people put hands on him. Some people just asked a question. Some people came to Jesus again. And it may be for you, you've already come to Jesus once. Well, come all again this morning. Because he wants to touch you. He wants to release himself to us afresh. He wants to walk around this venue doing good. Because God is still with him and the power of God is still here. He wants to walk around your row, your chair. He wants to come and sit in your crisis, sit in your condition and say, all will be well. He wants to come and sit in your point of conflict, sit in your point of confusion. Maybe sit in just your sense of, ah! 
It was to come and sit in there and say, all will be well. All will be well. A couple more scriptures. I'm just going to do these really quickly. On Thursday, it must have been. John 19. I'm going to read this one out long. Stop that. This one might come up. As he went along, he saw a, a man blind from birth and his disciples said to him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents, that he was born blind. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. After saying this, he spit on the ground again. Spit? What's going on with spit? He made mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he said, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. That's not a bad mud pie. You could sell that one. Isn't this a man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he just looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am that man. How then were your eyes opened, they asked. And he replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. Where is this man, they said. I don't know. The point is this. Jesus doesn't really care whether your condition is your fault or not. He doesn't care whether you've got some generic thing, some DNA thing. He doesn't care whether you've inherited something. He comes in to break the cycle and the pattern of it now. That's what Jesus does. He, he doesn't care whether you're expecting to be like your mum or your dad were at your age. He just comes in and says, trust in me. And I'm going to give you a new now and a new tomorrow. He isn't interested in whether you've mucked it all up all of your life. He knows us. What he's interested in is, will you let me spit in your eye? You know what I mean, right? That's what he's interested in. He totally messes them around. And as God spoke to me about this morning, generic diseases, generational sicknesses, curses, Hexes, all kinds of stuff. Whatever it is that we've been living under today, Jesus is going to set you free from those things. It doesn't matter what's gone on behind you. What matters is who's in the room today. And Jesus is here to go around doing good and healing all who are under the power of whatever because God is with him. Let's all stand up, shall we? You having fun yet? Just close your eyes a minute. It does all go dark, but we're not afraid of the dark. Hallelujah. God sent Jesus so that you and I could see him and hear him, live with him and love him forever. That's why God sent Jesus. God sent Jesus to make it possible for God to be with us. We sing it at Christmas. Emmanuel, what does it mean? God is with me. God is with us. The lovely psalm that you might have learned when you're at school or, or here or whatever. The Lord is not just a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He comforts me. And he wants to comfort you. 
He wants to guide you. He wants to provide for you. He wants to heal you. You might be walking through a shadow of death. Well, a shadow never killed anybody. He is the light of the world. God sent Jesus to make it possible for us to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've received Christ. Have you received the power of God? Because he wants everyone to. So that you can then go and do what he was doing. And the last couple of thoughts. God sent Jesus to break the authority and the influence of the enemy over our lives. Jesus came to break the authority, the right, if you like, for the enemy to exercise any power or influence over your life or my life or our life. So how do we respond? Maybe you just need to give your life to Jesus this morning. Maybe you're hearing this thinking, well, that's okay for you. Well, I used to think that. I used to think like you did. And then I made that choice. Jesus, you're right. I'm wrong. (laughs) You died for me. I want to live for you. And I'm going to give you my life and you can do whatever you want with it. And I'm going to receive yours back instead. That might be what you need to do next. If, If it is, it's great. You can do that in a minute. It might be that you've already done that. But it's like, actually, my life's just kind of a bit flat and it's a bit kind of dry. And I want to go around. I want to see God use me in a, in a greater way. In which case, God wants to use you in a greater way. God will always respond to our expectation. Which is why he sends someone like me and others to come and build our expectation. God wants to send you around to your household, your families, your workplace, your marketplace. You're leaning on a school fence and take life there. So with every eye closed, I don't know whether anybody, if, okay, you might, you, you decide. I want to know this Jesus a little bit more today. If that's you, in a moment, I'm just going to ask you to quickly lift your hand up because I'd love to pray for you. And there'll be some other guys here who would love to chat with you, talk with you about how you can start your exciting journey with Jesus and receive him and receive the Holy Spirit. So if you, if you want to find out a bit more about Jesus, then just very quickly, just put your hand up so I can pray for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, we've got two or three hands up. Thank you for that. If somebody doesn't come to you straight away after this, come and find me. I'm the one with the deck chair on. Hallelujah. Those of you that have given your life to Jesus, it just feels like just hard work. and It's just like, I just don't see God doing. God wants to give you the Holy Spirit afresh. The Bible actually says, go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Live under the constancy of it. If this is you, if you're just right now, be honest with yourself and be honest with God, just for a moment. If you're just there, it's like, oh, well, you know, I just feel a bit dry, a little bit whatever. Just, just put your hands up because we'd love to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is your first step back, back under that outpouring. God loves you. He died for you. He wants to give you everything he can. Hallelujah. And the last one that really is in my heart, and I believe God just wants to empower us, is you've kind of seen God do some stuff, but it's not enough. Now, this is a funny one, because I know when I ask this one, everybody puts their hand up. But God's big enough to meet everyone's need. 
So you just want to see a little bit more of the supernatural, a little bit more of the power of God. Let's put it that way. I don't know what that's going to look like. It might be you just touch a life. It might just speak into a life. It might be you just embrace a life. I don't know that you'll spit on anybody because that's bad. But, but you're just going to respond, right? Is that you just want to see the power of God move through you in a fresh way. Just put your hands up so I can see. Pretty much everybody. Father, I'm going to thank you right now. If you know God right now, just thank him out of your own heart. If you don't know God right now, just thank him that he's real and thank him that he's talking to you. And those three or four that put your hands up, I would love you, love you, love you to see that when you begin to thank Jesus, he comes a bit closer. If you thank him a bit more, he comes a bit closer. If you thank him a bit more, he'll come so close, it's like he stood right in front of you. Father, I want to thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit right now. I thank you that where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now that you come down afresh. You come down afresh. You come and touch and anoint everyone who is hungry, everyone who is thirsty. I thank you that the presence of God goes around doing good. Father, I thank you for a fresh touch of your presence right now through our hearts, through our mouths, through our hands, through our feet that we would be like a vessel containing the very presence of Jesus. I thank you for breakthroughs in our households. We refuse any curse, any generational sickness. We refuse any generic disease. We break it in the name of Jesus. We declare that you are good and you are God. We declare that your name is above every other name. We speak to any condition in our body, cancer, leukemia, arthritis, blindness, hard of hearing. We say you must submit to the name of Jesus. Jesus is the name above every other name. Oh, we speak to every blood disorder, every pressure disorder, every organ disorder. You must bow the knee to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Just speak. This could be your mountain. Just speak. Just speak. We're not speaking into nothing. We're speaking out of something. Father, I thank you right now for your healing power is released. Just thank him. Now, here's a little bit of a tip about this. I, I very rarely feel anything. It doesn't stop me believing that God has done what I've asked him to. Because Jesus didn't say, well, if you ask and feel it's all right, it'll be all right. He says, if you ask and believe it's all right. The Father, I want to thank you. Again, just sorry, I'm, it's up and down. It's like church, isn't it? Up and down, up and down. Turn a person next to you, and there's somebody next to everybody, and just pray for them. Ask them, okay, what do you want God to do right now? What do you want God to do right now? It might be physical, might be out of share it. I know we're slightly over time, I apologise, but it's worth it. Just ask them, what do you want God to do? And expect God to use you to bring the answer. To bring the answer. We've just got a couple of minutes, so don't take too long. Maybe you're one of the people that just needs to know God a little bit more. Well, just tell them that, because they'll help you. Maybe you just need to receive the Holy Spirit afresh. Tell them that, and they'll help you. 
Maybe you've got an issue. Let's agree and let's see God do something. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for your healing grace at work right now, setting people free. That you are right now going around doing good and healing all who are sick and under the influence of the enemy because God is here and your spirit is here. I speak freedom and release. Freedom and release for the glory of God. Oh God, be glorified right now. Jesus, be exalted right now. We thank you, Lord. We praise your name. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.